Welcome to the Weekly Spiral. You are tuned into episode 119. We are back after a brief hiatus. Excited to be with you. Excited to cover the NFL playoffs. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to review the wild card a little bit, but more so look towards the future and discuss the divisional round in which we have two out of our three favorite teams on this podcast squaring off against each other in the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm excited to see the dynamic between Casey and Durgan today. And uh, maybe maybe a fight breaks out. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Uh, but that's going to be exciting. And then we have a few other matchups, which I think this is when the playoffs kind of really begin. And we saw that the wild card was a little lackluster, in my opinion. Um, but I'm excited to discuss it. And I, I feel like you guys are too. But before we dive in, how are you guys doing after such a long break? Doing well. You know, now there's only whatever. How, how many teams can I count? Eight. Eight. Eight teams. Eight teams to talk about instead of 32. We don't have to talk about the Jaguars and Urban Meyer and how bad the Jets are and all that kind of stuff. Now we can just focus on on the big dogs, you know. Uh, maybe we'll touch on the Eagles a little bit too. They're maybe some – they're puppies. They're growing. They're like two-year-old. They're still puppies. They got some energy, you know. They got yeah. some juice. Yeah, but yeah. they're not quite there yet. So, no. Uh, they need a little training. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need to be <laughs> house trained. They yeah. peed down their leg a little bit, but <laughs> – well, well, I've been riding the wave. You've had a smooth sailing to the playoffs. Niners were up and down, in and out, just all over the place until the very end. Uh, and the Cowboys, which, I mean, everyone's happy when the Cowboys get knocked out of the playoffs, except for the Cowboy fans. So um, that, that was a fun game last week. Took like seven years off my life, but hey, I'm here now. Yeah, I just, just thank you, Niners. Like, you know, that's, it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I feel like it's this perpetual meme that Cowboys fans think it's their year every year, every and it's never, year. ever yeah. their year. So, I love it. It's great to see America's team. I think not, but that's okay. Nope. Some people some people do. Um, let's talk about some of these games, though. Do you guys want to just come in hot and start with the with the, I, with the the show here, with the Green Bay we Packers set it up. San Francisco so, 49ers? Yep, I, I think yeah, we let's, should. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Casey, it. Casey, you can go first since you're the, the home team yeah, and the top first. seed. Oh, we are the big dogs, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, yeah, I think you know a lot of Packers fans are nervous. It, it almost feels like media on, in the outside world, it almost feels like the 49ers are the one seed and the Packers are this little scrappy wild card team that barely eked out a, a win against you know, fat Zeke and big Mike, uh, in the, in the wild card round. Um, and like the Packers are the underdogs, but you know, Vegas has them at, at minus six right now, almost a full touchdown, uh, better than the, the 49ers. Uh, and I think that's maybe a little bit much. I think they're probably about a field goal better. Um, and then you add at home, that's the, that's the extra three points you get there to get to six. Um, so I think, it's all going to come down to the front. And if, if Bosa's healthy and Fred Warner are there, can the 49ers get pressure on the Packers uh, with those front four? Um, they weren't able to do it in our first matchup uh, back in, what was that, week three? Yep. Uh, when, when Durgan and I celebrated that glorious moment <laughs> together and had the most fun of our lives. Um, so if the 49ers can generate some pass rush and, and the Packers' offensive line is, is increasingly beat up, uh, David Bakhtiari is supposed to be back, but he's questionable and didn't practice uh, at least on 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 Wednesday. Um, so uh, the Packers are getting some pieces back. Jair Alexander might be back. Uh, Darius Smith might be back. He hasn't played since week one. Um, 
So the Packers are starting to get healthy. Will that all, you know, when I, I'm always worried, I'm, I'm worried about the Titans too, which we'll touch on later. But when you get sort of these star players or these guys that are high caliber guys um, back all at the same time, and they don't really have the game reps and the season reps and, and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it's a do or die situation. Uh, I worry that there's going to be some rust before they get back into the swing of playing live football. Uh, it's just something that you can't simulate in practice and, and it takes a little while to, to adjust. So I am worried that the, there may be a slow start. And if you get a slow start against the 49ers and they like to run the ball and they're doing what they want to do on the ground, uh, that's where I could see the Packers getting into trouble. But um, Green Bay has the trump card of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, and nobody's really had a, a, a solution for those two all year. Um, the 49ers have given up to uh, 100 yards to Devontae Adams like five or six games in a row, even though that they've, they've beaten the Packers um, a number of those times. Um, and I think that's that's really the matchup. It, it, can the Packers protect and give Aaron Rodgers enough time to get the ball to Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and those guys? Um, if they can't, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, and then on the other side, I don't want to just ramble for forever because I, I happily will. And we we haven't talked for so long, and now I, I got all these you know thoughts and ideas. But thoughts. Uh, yeah, the the 49ers and and how healthy Jimmy G is going to be, especially in cold weather. Can he grip the ball with his thumb and his shoulder? He looks fine. I think they're probably overplaying it. Um, but I would expect this to be a, a, a classic and a, and a pretty close matchup sort of all the way through back and forth. Debo Samuel is a, is a fucking menace. I don't know how you, you deal with him, and I don't know that the Packers have someone that they can uh, sort of assign to him, especially when he's in the backfield. Like, you can't really put a linebacker on him. Um, so uh, it, it'll be an interesting sort of cat-and-mouse game. These coaches know each other very, very, very well. Um, came up together and, and coached together in Washington and then San Francisco. And um, it's, it should be a fun one and, and a cool atmosphere. Saturday night, cold as all hell in Lambeau playoffs. Yeah. Two classic teams. It, it should be a fun one. Frozen tundra. <clears throat> yeah, gosh. Yeah. I mean, the, the weather is going to play a huge factor in this game. I think for both teams because the Packers, yes, they're used to it, but you're never used to zero degree weather. Uh, yeah. And and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you can't stop Aaron Rodgers. The only way they can, like you said, is if they get pressure on him and whatnot. But he's going to be affected by that weather. And the, he's the great equalizer in this game. I mean, no matter what the Niners do, if Aaron Rodgers goes out there and just makes it rain, Packers are going to win. And in a preview of the article that's going to come out probably Saturday morning, uh, one of the keys to the game for the Niners that I have is they had to find a way to stop Devontae Adams. And it's easier said than done because nobody this year has been able to stop him or really slow him down. But like you said, every time he plays the Niners, he's the only guy killing him. You make a you know Cobb or a Lazard or a, a Aaron Jones out of the backfield beat you. Like If that happens, tip your hat to the Packers. But you can't let the same guy consistently beat you. Uh, but the Niners, they're built like a cold-weather team. They want to run the ball. They're not going to pass the ball all that many times if no, the game plan goes to their plan of keeping it close and pounding the ball with Debo and Elijah Mitchell. Um, but you mentioned the six-point you know, favorites that the Packers are, and that makes me think that Vegas knows something that we don't because that makes no sense in my eyes. I mean, it's going to be a close game just because that's how the Niners operate, it seems like. Um, I think the Niners actually win this game in a close one because of their running game and because of their past history against the Packers. 
Um, wow, you were sipping that juice, man. Are you still drunk from I, the, the Cowboys game? Hey, I, I, I'm usually anti-Niners in terms of picking them, but I'm weirdly calm and very confident about this game, and I felt the same last week as the Packers. <laughs> of course, the Packers are much better than the Cowboys, but the Packers haven't played an important game, in my opinion, since November 28th against the Rams. That was the last game they played against a quality team that like they proved it. After they won that game, they've already won the division, essentially. They were already you know, either at a top seed or a second seed. Uh, they, they've had really nothing to play for against quality teams. And the Niners have played you know, the last few games of the season against quality teams, not, not the Titans, but very important games. So does that mean they're more beat up? Yes. But does that mean they've been tested more? I also think so. It's going to be a great game. Uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game, I think. A well, lower-scoring, like 24-21. Uh, but it's going to be a game that's going to go down to the very wire. And if you think it's going to be a blowout like it's been in past years, um, I, I just don't see that happening. Well, and let's not forget, the, you know, in week three when these teams matched up, the Packers only won on a field goal. So yeah. these are this this is a closer matchup than people think. And the Niners, are they didn't have Elijah Mitchell at the time. Nor did their no. offense, I think, look as good earlier in the season as it does now, with with Debo finding his footing as that number one option, both out of the, out of the you know backfield and and uh, split out wide. Like back. this is going to be a tough team, I think. You know, we've talked about it time and time out. The Packers defense is is pretty good, especially when healthy, um, better better than people think. But I think I think this rushing attack is going to cause a little bit little bit of problems um, for this Packers D. So. I'm excited for this matchup. This is the most exciting this matchup, I think, out of the four, for sure. Um, so, anyway, final predictions. I think we both know which teams you you guys are picking. <laughs> Durgan said it. Casey, of course, you're picking the Packers, I'd assume, yeah? Yeah. 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 I think it's going to be a little higher. I think the Packers get to 30. I don't think the 49ers can. I think they get to 26, 27, or something like that. Yeah. I Well, also, I mean, we, we didn't talk about it really, but it seems like Jimmy G is going to play, yeah. Like it seems yeah, like he'll play. he's playing, yeah, but not a hundred percent according to the full, news. But who yeah. really knows what that means or anything? You know, I mean, he has a shoulder shoulder sprain this week, but I mean, his thumb is broken. That's not right, going to yeah. change. But like, is it that effective? No, it's not. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's playing. Fine. I think that's a bigger deal than people realized. Um, but I'm excited for this one, guys. Like, this is going to be fun. I know Casey's going to be isolated alone after his previous experiences watching. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, bad, bad experiences last time. Yeah, so no worries. That's okay. Uh, if, if, if you guys make it on, though, then we can watch the games together. And there you, don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to quarantine, football quarantine. But let's, uh, let's talk about some other matchups here. We have three others. <laughs> Who are you picking, though? That's a real question. Oh, who am I picking? That's a good yeah. question. I was You're trying to sneak it by without you guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to go the Packers in this one, but I, I really do think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be very similar yeah. to, like, what we saw in week three where could even be one on, like, a Aaron Rodgers doing some Aaron Rodgers shit with, like, a minute left in the game, and then they went on a field goal. I think I really do think this is going to be a close game. Um, and I, I think the Niners surprise people com- compared to expectations. So... Excited for it, uh, but I got to go with the Packers. I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers, even though he's let many a Packer fan down in the divisional round previously, so or in the conference championship more so. But yeah, anyways, not to get too much there. Uh, I see Casey <laughs> making some faces at me, but let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, well, let's keep it in the NFC, and then we'll go over to the AFC. So let's talk about Tampa Bay and the Los Angeles Rams. 
Yeah, I think uh, much like the the Packers 49ers game, it's going to come down to the to the front. If the the LA front plays like they did against the Cardinals, uh, it's say goodnight Tom Brady because that's the one way to beat him. Um, the Buccaneers' offensive line is is kind of beat up right now. Uh, they they got some injuries in their game against the the Eagles, so I guess Philadelphia was. You know, you, you did do something. Oh, and, okay. Uh, <laughs> did their job. Uh, you know, that's that's that just sort of points to the value of that first round buy. There's only one of those, and and even if you blow a team out or or win running away, uh, you still got to make it through the game. You get bumps and bruises, you wear down, you get tired, whatever it may be. Um, and I I just kind of have a feeling that the Rams the Rams might get them. Uh, the the way they're playing. I know they didn't play fantastic against the 49ers and, and sort of had a letdown, especially in that second half in that Week 18 game. Um, but they played a hell of a first half in that game, uh, and then they played four complete quarters against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals there. Made him look foolish. Like, he, he should go sign with the, the, the... Well, yeah, they are still the Oakland A's, but uh, <laughs> maybe they won't be in Oakland for super long. Uh, make him rethink his, his decision to play football because he looked scattered, lost... Uh, frantic. He, he looked out of place, and, and credit to the Rams for for making him look like that because he was uh, an MVP ca- uh, candidate at, at one point. So, uh, with the Buccaneers' injuries, especially outside with the receivers, it's Mike Evans and who else? Scotty Miller, um, and then you got some injuries on the offensive line, and and you know Brady's got the magic, but I, I just kind of have a feeling that the Rams might might take this one. Common sense says never bet against Brady in the playoffs, regardless of who's around him, because of just the luck he has and the way he's able to control the game. But I'm on the same page as you. I think the Rams will win this game. They're the healthier team. And like you said, if you take away the Bucks' rushing attack, which isn't that good to begin with, it's going to be Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. And Rob Gronkowski, he's old. He's beat up. I don't think that he's going to really... You know, in the end zone or red zone, he can be some damage, but he's not a guy that's going to get 100 yards unless something crazy happens. Um, but I do worry about Matthew Stafford. He did play well against the Cardinals, but is he going to be Detroit Matthew Stafford and not be able to win the big game? Or mm-hmm. is he going to be the new and improved Hollywood version? Uh, I'm banking on the new and improved version, and if he is, if he, if he plays 75%, of what he did last week, uh, I think they could beat the Bucks handily. Uh, the Bucks defense, of course, is very good. You can never underestimate them. Uh, they'll shut down the run game for the Rams, so it'll be up to their secondary, which is pretty weak. But OBJ played good this past week. Cooper Cup, uh, best receiver this year, maybe stats-wise, say so. Uh, he's making a rain everywhere, pretty much. Um, also, look out for Tyler Higby. He's a guy that everyone, yeah. you know, if a fantasy wants to be, you know, oh, he's you know, underperforming. I guess the Niners, he killed them two touchdowns. And I think he's a really good player, especially when you're focusing so much on Cooper Cup and on OBJ. He's a great outlet. So I think the Rams will win a high-scoring one, 34-28. We got the trifecta, boys. I am with the Rams winning this too. And it really comes down to the fact that the Bucks have a super long injury report. We don't really know for sure who's playing, who's not, but... If you look at the injury reports and you compare them side by side, the Bucks are missing a lot of key pieces. And you yep. mentioned their rushing attack already not being great. I mean, they're down Ronald Jones, which we knew last week. And then Giovanni Bernard also has a hip slash knee injury. So he's a limited participant in practice. 
I don't even know who they field out there at running back at this point. So the running game to me is going to be a question. Playoff Lenny might be back, I think. Playoff oh, Lenny. is Playoff Lenny coming back? I think so. I, think so. I read so. a tweet or something like that that said he was coming back. Okay, well, that makes a big difference then if they get if they get my boy Playoff Lenny. Uh, but either way, you know, outside of just the rushing attack, I think the key injury, if Tristan Wirfs doesn't go, yep. I think that's going to be tough just in general to, to field a backup out there at tackle against any one of these this Von front Miller. On, the, on the Rams defense Von Miller is going to feast or it's going to just allow Aaron Donald to do what Aaron Donald does so it's it's going to be a tough day they're going to have to game plan around that because I don't know how else they stop it and then beyond that I mean uh, their defense is also banged up like this this team is not as good as they were early in the season simply because of injuries and they lost to the Rams earlier in the season by a decent amount already when healthy so uh, I'm not totally sold that the Bucks have a chance in this game. Like, I don't even think it's going to be necessarily as close as people think. I think it might be a two-score game at the end of it, if not more. But, you know, like Durgan said, betting against Tom Brady, we've done it before, <laughs> yeah. and it has not worked out. Yeah. So it you never, never truly out. know. Never works um, out. But I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to say the Rams put up, like, 37, and the Bucks maybe 24. And, and that that will kind of Ooh. be how things shake out. So, boy, um, yeah, I think the Rams kind of this is where they really they really get their momentum going and and do what we thought they would do and establish themselves as top one, top two team in the NFC up there with the Packers. So, I, I that's I'm with you it, because we're so <laughs> confident in the Rams. I know the Bucks are going to win now. Uh, now the Bucks for sure are going to win because yeah. we all it, it, picked it just, the Rams. Exactly, all yeah. our fault. All right, well, let's go over to the other side here with the AFC and talk about the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals. I think this one might be quietly a... a, I mean, these are all good games at this, but they're all good teams. And uh, I think this one is going to be fun, though. They're very contrasting styles of play. Uh, Sort of what I was talking about earlier with the Packers and the Rust and the Titans. They're they're getting Julio and, and A.J. Brown and... Derek Henry's supposed to play, and um, they're they're fielding like all preferred twenty-two starters for the first time all season or something. Yeah. Um, and I think there is something to be said about consistency and um, familiarity with the guy next to you, which is what they haven't had. If, if you've never had your all twenty-two out there, they haven't all played together. Um, so there may be a little bit of uh, some bumps in the road early on. I think in the first quarter for the Titans. And if the Bengals can score enough points early to sort of get them out of the run game, I think they're going to have a chance. Um, the problem is the Titans really like to, to keep a lid on on the defense. They're, they're, so the Titans play two deep safeties all the time, most of the time. They'll, they'll rotate guys, but they just want to keep everything in front of them. And then on offense, we know sort of what they do. They do Derrick Henry. They do boot action, roll out, that kind of stuff. Tannehill hits some quick game. And they're just saying, hey, we're going to be more efficient on offense than you are. Like, proportionally, we're going to score more often on offense than you will. Um, because we're going to make you march all the way down the field and be efficient and not get a holding call or incomplete pass on third down or, or whatever it may be. Um, and if you're the Bengals, that's not really what you want to do because you're not super balanced. The offensive line for the Bengals is much improved, uh, but they're still a pretty average or below average run blocking team. Um 
So it's going to be an interesting, interesting game to me. Can T. Higgins step up for the Bengals and and cover for Jamar Chase if if the Titans cover him? Um, can Joe Mixon get loose and, and break something big? Um, the Bengals also like to to run some screens, so so maybe you can take advantage of of, of some aggressiveness by the Titans if if they start to blitz. Um, all that being said, I'm hesitantly taking the Titans, but and a pretty close one. Yeah, it's the Titans are just being so reliant on Derrick Henry to win him this game, even though he hasn't played in what two months, two and a half months, and that's just not a recipe for a success. And that's why I don't think the Titans are they're Super Bowl contenders because they're one of the final eight teams. But I don't think they just don't have that second gear on offense like a lot of these teams do. And as much as I don't think the Bengals are built to win this year, I'm going to pick the Bengals to win in a close one, uh, 24-20. And I can't even explain it. That's I'm going to say it. You said the Cowboys are not America's team. The Bengals in these playoffs are America's team. I think everybody <laughs> okay. outside of the Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee area is rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Maybe for the Bengals to win it all. Joe Burrow is a very likable guy. They haven't won a playoff yeah. game before last week in 31 years. So they're the underdog story. You know, I don't like Zach Taylor. I made that very clear. Their offense is very good, though. The offense line is not very good, but they can pass the ball. Joe Mixon, like you said, if he can you know, break a run or two, they got a chance. And their defense doesn't have the star names, but Trey Hendrickson's going to play, who had 14 mm-hmm. half sacks this year. He's your lean sack guy. He will play. The Titans' offensive line isn't that great. They're great at run blocking, but they're not great pass blocking. And Toby Wuzier, who was a cast-off for the Cowboys, he's a solid corner. I'm not saying he's going to go out and shut down A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, but I don't trust Ryan Tannehill enough. And ultimately, I do trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Tannehill to you know lead a drive down the field to win the game. And it's going to be an ugly game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Uh, it's going to be low scoring, lower scoring. But you know, give me the Bengals. Definitely the the cover, which is the three and a half, four points, when mm-hmm. it's kind of flipping back and forth. But I'll, I'll say they'll win this game. Yeah, this is a tough one. I actually think this will be pretty close. I I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm part of that group that you mentioned, Durgan. I just it, it, you know, Casey, you've said it before. Everybody likes an underdog. You know, it's a good it's That's a good so story. The Bengals are ten and seven this year. Like, who saw that coming? I didn't. I yeah. I didn't think they were going to be very good this year. No. Uh, and I thought Zach Taylor would probably lose his job. But now it's looking, I think, pretty good, right? So I I don't know. I mean, this is going to be close. They haven't officially announced Derrick Henry's playing, but he's been practicing, so he's probably playing. Yeah. Uh, we, well, by the time this podcast comes out, we might know for sure. <laughs> but everybody's yeah. expecting him to play, which he should. My issue comes from just watching the Titans this season, and even without Derrick Henry, like let's say he comes out and he's not 100% Derrick Henry, even even then he's probably still really good. But um, just the inconsistencies otherwise. Like, they're they're one-dimensional, but they do that one dimension better than a lot of teams have ever done it, and that's because you literally can't stop Derrick Henry, right? But if you, you know, get behind in the game, I don't know, just, just Tannehill being forced to throw and, and things like that. I just trust the Bengals' offense, which I never thought I would fucking say that, like, ever. <laughs> but I trust the Bengals' offense a little bit more for being more dynamic. I think they just they can attack you in multiple ways and and really, I mean, their skill positions have become a huge strength for them. Joe Mixon had a fantastic year. He's played phenomenally. Uh their receiving core, I mean, obviously we've seen what Jamar Chase has done this year. He's he's proven a lot of people wrong who said they should have taken Penesul, myself included, 
because yeah. he's looking like a stud. But <laughs> hey, Penny's still good. Don't don't hate on that. Who, but who who said maybe it was a, an okay pick? Okay, you had know. a fifty fifty shot there, guy. bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Burrow looks, you know, looks like the the right decision for this franchise moving forward. So all in all, I like where the Bengals are headed. I'm going to pick them too, just because I'm optimistic about about their offense. Uh, Whereas the Titans, I feel like in the past, I've been very excited for them and they've let me down in different ways. Uh, So I don't know. This will be a fun one. This is the most uncertain matchup for me, for sure. Uh, but I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to say Bengals 30, Titans 27 in a barn burner, as we like to say there here on the Weekly Spiral. Nice. So let's go to our final matchup here. We have Kansas City at Buffalo. Or no, Buffalo at Kansas City, right? That's the way the seating worked out? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Buffalo at Kansas City. Another good one, guys. Another good they're one. They're all good. Uh, <laughs> they're all good. Uh, this is a tough one, too, but... I. Sort of like the Rams, I feel like the the Bills have the mojo, and um, I think you'll be able to tell relatively early. Josh Allen still sometimes has games where he goes panic mode and he turns into that guy that we saw like two years ago against the Texans, where he's throwing the ball backwards <laughs> and like losing yeah, his absolute mind. Uh, but when he's like in phase and like feeling it, uh, I, there's almost not a better quarterback. Um, and that's including Patrick Mahomes, who he's going to be sharing the, the field with. Um, because I think Mahomes can be a little bit prone to that as well, a little bit of the hero ball and, and get over eager at times, especially early in the in the season. He's gotten better at that. Um, but I think the Bills are a little bit, they're one-dimensional on offense with the passing game and don't have a lot in the run game aside from Josh Allen running. Um, but that defense is quietly really, really, really good, especially their passing defense. Um, so if there's ever a team that can just sort of, you know, bleed the Chiefs a little bit and, and keep pace with them and then uh, not let them this, just chunk down the, the down the field, I think it's the Bills. I think it's a good matchup for them. And, uh, you know, I remember that picture of Stefan Diggs standing on the the Chiefs field at the end of the AFC Championship game last year and and looking at him celebrate. And uh, they know this is the team they got to knock off to get there. And I think they're going to come fired up. And I I think they they just got a little bit more juice right now. So I'm taking the Bills. The Bills are my preseason team to win it all. So I'm going to stick with that. Oh boy. It, ultimately, it ultimately comes down to the defense. <laughs> who, who do I trust more to make a stop? The Chiefs defense or the Bills defense? And like you said, the Bills defense is very good, very solid all the way around, uh, which is pretty amazing considering they don't really have a household name, I guess Trey White is. But even then, they don't have like a superstar pass rusher or a linebacker that carries them. Uh, very team-oriented defense. And it kind of matches the team-oriented you know, offense attack as well. You have Josh Allen, but they have a bunch of receivers they can throw the ball to. And while Patrick Mahomes is great, it's so tough to make three, no, make four straight conference championship games if they win this, and three straight Super Bowls if they go to that point. Eventually, these teams just run out of gas. And the Chiefs are good, and there's one team to you know be the exception to the rule. It's them. But I ultimately just do not trust their defense. Uh, their pass rush is okay, but their secondary is very, very shoddy. And against a team like... The Bills, who can you know go four, even five wide, spread the ball. Uh, you got like Isaiah McKenzie; he's been really fun to watch for them as of late. Tiny little slot guy, he can bust out a big one. Uh, of course, they have Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Manuel Sanders, and Diggs, like you mentioned. Uh, 
maybe I am rooting for the Bills, and that's why I'm going to pick them here. But this game won't be at – the over-under is set like at 52, which is very high for an NFL number. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit low-ish scoring when you think about these two teams, and I think it will be 28 to 24, which is still high scoring because in general, but not a shootout like you imagine. I don't know, man. I think this is going to be well into the 60s points, if not more, uh, if you account for both teams. I, this is going to be yep. this is going to be the offense game. I think. I, yes, the Bills' defense is good, but I just think both these teams are going. It's going to be an absolute shootout. And I think ultimately, I'm going to go with the Chiefs getting their redemption for their uh, loss against the Bills earlier in the season. And the Chiefs, I think, are just. They're playing at the level that we expect from the Chiefs now, and they hadn't been earlier in the season. So I think they're on a roll. The momentum is is kind of wild, honestly. Travis Kelsey's doing Travis Kelsey things. And Jarek McKinnon surprised me. Like, Gosh, he, he came yeah. out you know, and had a really good performance for somebody who hadn't really been an impact player in probably years, right? I mean, at this point. Uh, Ever since so, he's on the Niners. Yeah, you guys, what did you do? You ruined him. You ruined him. No, yeah, two years. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a fun matchup. It'll be a high-scoring affair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My bold prediction is, I think both teams. This is maybe a little too ambitious. I'm gonna say both teams put up 40, and it'll be there a fun, go. fun Oof. one. Yeah, 40 plus. Um, I hope so. So, I mean, dude, like you look at the both the way Patrick Mahomes played this past weekend and the way Josh Allen played this past weekend. Pretty yeah, wild. Like, punt. Yeah. Neither team punted the entire game. And I really? think every single uh, well, every every single Bills drive ended in a touchdown. I, yes. I think is what, yeah. is what the stat that I saw mm-hmm. too, which is pretty wild too. I mean, but obviously the Steelers, uh, not the, no offense yeah. to the Steelers fans out there, but <laughs> not quite the same competition nowadays. And then um, Patriots, I think, overperformed what I expected this season. So, anyways, I'm gonna go Chiefs in this one. Uh, I won't give you a score prediction because I think my hot take says it all. Both teams will score 40, if not more. And if that happens, you both have to eat a ghost pepper. <laughs> I have okay, decided. I already owe one I, yeah, anyways. So. Yeah. Oh, like two or We're three, about to so have I, I, literally I, like oh. a bowl of ghost peppers, each of us, to, to make up for that. And it's cry. For all, all the, the oh. bets that we've had that never came to fruition. So get ready for that. Get a glass oh, of milk, no. whatever you need. Whole jar. Yeah, I'll, I'll prepare a gallon. Yeah, yeah. Two gallons, yeah. A bathtub, bathtub <laughs> that I can get into. A bathtub of milk. There you go. Uh, cool. Well, those are those are the divisional matchups. I think this is when the playoffs really start. I'm excited for these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's none of those teams like the Eagles that managed to sneak in but really weren't competitive. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no team like the Cowboys who had the third seed but just decided to run the ball at the, at the end and couldn't get to oh, the line gosh. of scrimmage and. Didn't realize they like had, call, the ref had to. You're the well, only person okay. that likes that call. Bad, terrible execution, but I like the. It was a good call. Well, if you get okay. that, I mean, they were really close to getting it, even with the fuck they, up. They like, were like a second and a half to. The Daniel if Rothen he handed the ball his, to the ref, they might have had it. Like if they yeah, didn't try to just yeah. line up. But he and gained. Snap it. He gained five extra yards that he didn't need. Like after like ten or twelve yards, he's supposed to just go down. Yeah, and then yeah, he would have had like sure. three or four seconds, but he went for like. 15, 16, 17 yards, and yeah, Dak fucked up. Yeah, but I think I think one play from the twenty-five ish is better than two plays from the forty because you can run an actual play at the twenty-five. You otherwise you're just two hail marys, you know? Right? Yeah, so yeah. I I like it. The execution the execution was bad. It was it was bad. It was bad, and clearly not coached well. Well, like, yeah, 
Mike McCarthy goes, yeah, we're doing practice, and you know, we spot the ball that exact time with two seconds left. And someone's like, well, yeah. are you mimicking a referee, a fifty-plus-year-old referee who has to run at right. that point? Yeah. And like, well, yeah, we do that. Like, no, you don't do that. You, you can't practice that. Yeah. That's why you have to allow yourself an extra four or five seconds just in case for a moment like that. Because referees don't yeah. normally sprint to the ball. You want the exception for your rule for your play. I don't know. Stupid Cowboys. And then that, of course, that's the like, thing they talk about afterwards. Oh, the referees cost us the game. No. You're crappy no, play. They, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, they they didn't yeah, play very game. well the whole time. But yeah. No, they played poorly the whole time. Uh, should, the Niners yeah, should, that, that the Niners should win that game by lost. three or four scores. That should have been a blowout. But yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> good way to end it. Some Cowboy slander. Always my favorite. But. Let's wrap things up there on episode 119 of the Weekly Spiral. Before we head out, I want to give uh, Casey and Durgan a chance to plug some content if they would like. What do you guys have coming down the pipe? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of articles and videos that have not been plugged in the last month, so just go check out the YouTube channel or or website, and there's stuff on there. Uh, Most recent thing I did was the Bengals and Titans sort of previewing that matchup and how the Titans may choose to to cover jamar chase and and how the the Bengals try to get him open so that's on youtube if you're interested in that uh otherwise you can just check out the the, the website and it's it's all there nice yeah uh scouting reports have been back uh those have been released pretty frequently uh at least throughout the month of january and we'll do so for at least the next two or three weeks um and then i'll be releasing like i said the preview of the packers niners and what the niners need to do to win some some keys of victory, as they say. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go check out those scouting reports. It's draft season for me now, so you know season. I'm getting <laughs> three, a head start on you guys. Picks. So you got three of them too. Yeah. Three of them that the rumor is that people will maybe trade them for Russell Wilson, which I would fucking hate like mm. a lot. But I would love that. Hey, you would love that. Yeah, because the Seahawks would have three first round picks, but they don't have Russell Wilson, who's always beats Niners. Yeah, but he's also not playing yeah. like 2015 Russell Wilson. He's he's 33, I, and it does, you see what he did this year? Like he miraculously gets healthy the one week that he plays the Niners. He can't throw the ball for like six weeks, and then oh, Niners are playing. Snaps out of it, goes off. The, the, the Niners can't beat him and Pete Carroll, and it makes me sick. So give him <laughs> ten picks. I don't care. Just get him off. All right. Well, that's not, that's not a good enough reason for me to want to give up three first round picks. So, anyways. This has been a week's Spiral Production, bringing you fresh football every single week. Thank you for sticking with us, and we appreciate your support. We're, we're back from a hiatus here, and we're excited to, to bring you some more episodes, specifically through the playoffs. Um, looking forward to, to these matchups and any future matchups as well. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. We hope whatever else you get up to it's awesome, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>